All right, Steve, so we made it to the bonus episode. That's what I'm calling it. I'm not even going to wow. give it a number. Not even a number? Just bonus episode? Okay. It, it, might, it might probably like the Christmas special. Is this what this is? You, yeah. You're the entirety of the Christmas special. <laughs> I'm going to Photoshop you into a present, just like I did Phil. Phil's like the Christmas Eve special. Perfect. Christmas Eve special. I love it. have dan b here from from the philly area right and and uh and dan so we like to say so we like to call us the the boswash as our our larger community um i'm actually from rhode island um but boswash being the um if you look up if you own the worlds of android book there is different larger like mega cities and boswash being the the northeast like mega city boston down to washington but we also include things like like uh vermont new hampshire and, and maine in, in that that uh, category as well it's becoming a, a megalopolis over there on the east coast right but philadelphia is very important for this podcast yes and actually before we get started uh dad do you want to talk a little bit about yourself how you've uh how you joined nisei and maybe some other stuff you do in the community yeah, sure. Um, so name is Dan Bouchard or Dan B. Um, also go by Bushi on certain platforms. Um, and I am part of Nisei, part of their community team. Um, and I've been with Nisei since 20, geez, uh, COVID timeline. Um, <laughs> yeah. Making me confused. I think it was 2020. Maybe it was like late 2019 when I've been working with, uh, working with Nisei, mostly in just a community role. So being able to, to help with community things and, and keeping, keeping an ear to, to what's going on. I've, before all this stuff with PAX Unplugged, it's been, I've been pretty hands off, just helping as much as I can. Um, but I think my, um, contribution might be getting a little bit bigger soon especially cool. with the success of of this convention which we'll wow. talk about in a bit um that's awesome besides so i've been working with nisei since 20 uh 2019 or 2020 um before that um like started playing netrunner um right when i remember data and destiny had just come out that's like the gen con that had just passed and a buddy of mine at work said hey i used to play netrunner before i moved out to boston you guys want to play Netrunner? It was me and another friend. So it was three of us. We had our own work meta every day. We went down to the cafeteria. We grabbed some lunch. We played a game of Netrunner. So it was oh, Lunch Runner every single day. That's it was beautiful. Great. Fantastic. Um, how, how did you get all the cards? You just buy Data and Destiny, build a really bad deck from just the big box. I, I mean, yeah, it, was, it, it was really just like looking at that time. It was like, what faction do you like? I feel like, okay. I, I, at first, I was like, ah, maybe like the criminal faction looks cool, and 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 uh, HB actually. I think that's what I was like. But then I was like, oh, Shaper. Once I actually started getting into it, I really like Shaper. Um, but <laughs> the idea being, hey, buy the corset. What big box do you want to buy? That was that's what it used to be. We're just like, oh, you really sure. like Shaper? Buy creation and control, yeah, and then go sure. from there. It took a while for me to actually like get caught up on packs, mostly because I was just yeah. like stringent with money, and I just didn't want to spend. Yeah, like definitely. I mean, it's a good attitude, especially with yeah. the old, the old FFG model, where it's just like, oh, buy this data pack, but co- being competitive means that you're only going to get like two cards that you're going to really love out of that yeah. pack. It felt really bad to order a pack and get like Earthrise and Restructure, and the rest of those cards in that pack are pretty bad. Um, but uh or actually it, i actually also joined um or start playing netrunner during the time when opening moves was not available it was mega out of print and opening moves is the pack dated uh with jackson howard in it oh um, man yes. how do you netrunner how do you even how do you even win as a corp i don't know yeah. it's just like borrow your friends because of course all your friends that were in the meta guess what they act the reason why opening moves was out of print was because everyone bought multiple packs because they <laughs> wanted to be able to have multiple deck sleeved because yes. every corp had three jackson howard in it Jeez. of course um uh, besides that i also be so besides um so i got into the game in in went over that 2014 2015 whenever that uh data and destiny came out um but being part of the community, I am big 
uh, I make a bunch of alt art. So if you've seen some of my uh, Nestrunner alts, which is a bunch of chickens that are dressed up as uh, Netrunner characters, I've made a bunch of those, as well as I run a website that is not affiliated with Newsday uh, called NearEarthHub.net, which is a link repository for all things Netrunner. So, Fantastic. so if you want to, so you're like, I know, I know there used to be this Netrunner website that had like articles. I don't remember what it was called. Near Earth Hub would have that. Yeah, that, that's, like, that's exactly what it is. It's, it's a way for you to go on. It originally was just a place for you to be a link hub for all the different alt arts, right? To be able to say, oh, Sanjay has some cool alt arts. Crumbler has some alt arts. Um, Mean Lady has some alt arts. Where are those links? And just have one spot for them. Mm -hmm. But then I realized, hey, if I have this link hub, why don't I do other stuff with it too? So it has all. So if you want to find Nisei's website, or if you want to, if you want to find that website that you can do drafts on, you can go on there and you can find that find uh, Meteor or uh, Know the Meta or any any sort of other thing that you any other link that you need, including links to how to videos. Um, merch right if you want to go buy some some uh, netrunner shirts from different artists that have made things including nisei links to all sorts of things like that all all those netrunner people from all over the world related to nisei and not in one place yeah that's, right. that's, that's fantastic and i guess we should say congratulations before we really get into this for running an awesome booth at the pax unplugged Man, it, it was probably, it was way, I want to say way more successful because I knew PAX was, was like the perfect venue for what Nisei's doing, but it, it definitely like blew my expectations out of the water in terms of like how, how good and how well, well the booth was run with all the volunteers and everything we had in the, in the attendees that were, that were there. Wow. So yeah, like, that's amazing. Are there like a bunch of sleeper cell net runners basically in that yeah. area that you, you oh, just, yeah. you knew they were going to be there? Absolutely. They there was you. there was a oh so that's the thing. We we were setting up the booth. I don't know if we actually want to get into like what Pax Unplugged is first. Um but let's go let's do this story and then we can go back to what yeah. Pax Unplugged is. Sure. I was setting up the booth Friday morning, like before the, the convention opened, so Pax Unplugged being a convention. Well I'll kinda explain as we go here. Um and I was sit I was sitting down with with uh June, which is our lead designer, as well as um one of our other volunteers that were there, part of the community. And I was like, hey, we have all these, we have a nice price list. We have all of our products. And I was like, I think there's going to be a couple people that want everything. You just want like, want everything. I was like, okay, how much, how much did that cost? So I, 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 I took all the numbers that we had. I, I knocked 10 bucks off of it and said, hey, $150, everything for Nisei, Ooh, from Nisei. Wow. Just get it right now. And I just put, I, I wrote it on the back of my business card and I duct taped it to the, to the, my price sign. <laughs> um with the I had to do it like three times to make my handwriting decent. And so many people walked by the booth. And first thing that they said, they were so, speaking of like sleeper netrunner players. Yeah. It was just like those look like netrunner cards, but that's not possible. Oh. And then the next thing they said was or wow. or it was I've heard about Nisei. I want it's it just like so many people are just like, oh, this is what Nisei's doing. Yeah, I'll take everything. Wow, so they it's haven't like, been keeping up with stuff, and they're just like, "Oh, wow. wait, you're a thing. This is great. I love it." Yes, absolutely. It was a it was a case of there being. I feel like there's so many people that that don't, and this kind of opened my our, my eyes. And once I reported it back to the other folks and the Nisei Discord, it was it was uh, their uh, their feeling on it too. Is a lot of people don't think that it's real until they can like put their hands on it and look mm. at it either that's going to a, a store or going to a convention but if they go if someone walks by a booth and they see it and they look at the cards and they see the art and everything right there they know it's real and they're just like this is legit and oh. i haven't been to a convention in two years and i have money to burn and they just like dropped 150 bucks. Like Love it was it. nuts. Wow, geez, they they, awesome. they needed the pudding to have the proof. That was so some they... people, right? And and there was a bit. There's a big push. Um, and I, I pushed this a lot at at the booth, right? Where people walked by and they they saw the prices and they looked at the cards and they looked interested. But I can I can get a good sense of when somebody wants to spend money or not. Mm -hmm. Um, hmm. my wife does. Uh, my wife is an artist, and we do a bunch of um, art shows 
craft shows, especially now now uh, in the season with a bunch of holiday shows. And I can tell what people are window shopping versus not. So I, so I switch my pitch, right? So if if yeah. I want if people want to buy the cards, great, that's cool. I like playing with cards, right? And actually, the physical cards you get them on drive through cards, whatever. But as soon as people finish, like, oh man, like they have like a handful, they have a bag, and they have a ton of games in there already, or they're already looking at their seventy bucks for a three day pass for packs, and they don't have a lot of money to burn. I immediately switch to the like, hey. Here's our business card. Go on this website and print our stuff for free right now. Like, this game is this is a completely free to play card game. Sure. Like the you you can't print on cart like the actual card stock because it's hard to do that. But you can proxy cards just as yes. well. And also, like you can play the entire game for free on Gentech. And I think so many people were just like. Oh, so you're not pushing me to buy? I was like, no, don't buy your stuff. Like, I don't care if you buy. <laughs> I literally did not care if anybody spent any money. At... Actually, I did because I didn't want to carry all those cards back home. No, but besides that, I did not care if people spent money on our booth at all because I knew that the I know the game is good enough that people are just going to enjoy playing it. And as soon as they heard that, I was like, oh yeah, I'll get a demo. Why not? Like, sure. there's literally nothing to lose. So what what did the demo contain? Yeah. Um, so I had, we had one table set up that had like a demo run of just like, here's actually, we hardly ever even used it, but we set up the table to have a corp with one res piece of ice on a remote, a double advanced agenda, and then two unresed pieces of ice, but then the runner having a full suite of breakers and X amount of credits to spend. I see. The idea being like, hey, make a run. That's it. Just just do that. Here's the basic idea. You can do all these things. Other than that, we had a full we had a six foot table with three three spaces in it, six table uh six chairs, and we just allowed three games of Netrunner to be played at the same time. Whether that was one of the people at the booth demoing uh if someone was solo, right? They just walk up to the booth, they don't have any friends. Or we had a the the person teaching, whether that was me or somebody else, um teaching a couple like two people how to play hey here's the corp win conditions here's the one runner win conditions here's the cards that they can play here's the actions they can take here's the purpose of the game here's how you make runs here's how to protect against those runs here play a game and we we i had three copies of the system gateway 30 card starters got it so that that's oh, that starter the way the system gateway kind of comes in like the three-tiered version uh you basically yeah. had that already prepared and assembled yeah we had uh, that the, was... we had 30 card we had sleep we had ca the card sleeved up if we wanted to move to the 40 card mm -hmm. and i had and i had a zaya and wow. pd deck as well ready to to go sure. which we did get some use because there were some people that came we'll talk about this a little bit but we had some people come to the booth that had that were expert netrunner players but hadn't played since the game basically yeah. uh, canceled by ffg <laughs> and i wanted to have that experience where it's like hey you don't want to play baby Cat catalyst versus syndicate you want to play you want to play with all the cards the meat and potatoes Yes, let's yeah. give you all the toys. Wow, yeah, yeah. That, that that's really smart because, I mean, yeah. I, I didn't expect, I guess, uh, you know, it's hard because the game's been, like, around for a while and it's kind of been, like, I don't want to say it's dead because because Nisei's been doing a lot of work, but, like, like you know, some the last thing that some people have heard was that Nisei, uh, I mean, sorry, that Netrunner was canceled, so, you know, they don't know mm -hmm. what to expect, so um, yeah. kind of meeting everybody to level, you're trying to get new people in, but then you're also saying, like, you're saying, like, hey, look, you're a veteran netrunner player but you haven't played yet here's what we have to offer i mean that's that's great and you have it all ready to go um so, very good so stuff. i'm gonna i'm gonna ask the question so i'm looking at your notes right here and that that segues into a question yeah I'm, go ahead I'm and ask the question right i was gonna I'm, ask you i'm reading answer. the question is what's the objective of opening a booth yeah, so, yeah. and that was that was the thing is there's a lot of people that like i mentioned around it not being it's not being physical it's not being real Let's put it in front of people and let them know that it's real and that we're serious about this. When you look at, at any Nisei cards, you'll see that we're serious about it, right? The, sure, the templates yeah. look great. The, the art, it looks like a Netrunner card. Sure, exactly. It doesn't look like, like when Nisei first got announced and like I was just part of the community, I was expecting like, is this going to be MS Paint art? Like, what are we talking about here? I sure. I expect the rules to be good because it's a lot easier to do that, but are the cards going to look good? And they look... Yeah. 
I'm biased. I'm way – I'm super biased. I mean I, it's – It looked fantastic. That's so. a really hard thing to do too. I mean just yes. getting – you're like, cool, I made a game and you're like, make art for it. And you're like, okay, that's going to involve like 30 people. Uh, it's a big challenge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But there was so – that's – especially at a convention – the art makes or breaks it, right? I have listen. I have I have a game right in front of me called Radlands. I walked by that booth and I dropped sixty bucks without playing it. <laughs> it's one the, because I didn't have time to play games at PAX, but two is because I did I did see some people playing it for a minute or two, and it's like okay, that's a game that I would like. But the art looked beautiful. We so Kickstarter has taught Kickstarter has taught us that art 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 needs to be good. Yeah. It needs to be, yeah, it it does, especially when you're at a convention. It's just like you need something that catches the eye. Yeah, totally. Because it also means that you you're you're being serious about this. You want, and it, it is bigger than a one person design team. Sure. All right. So, uh, okay. So, tell me, whose idea was it to do this whole booth? Was it your idea? Were yeah. you kind of the progenitor? Like, guys, I'm gonna come to my board meeting and be like, we need to have a booth at PAX. Give me the stuff to make it happen. And they did. Was that you? That was me. So wow. uh, back in October, uh, Penny Arcade or PAX. I think PAX is not actually run by Penny Arcade anymore, but by a convention uh, group called Read Pop. And Penny Arcade are just like advisors now. Mm. I don't know exactly how it works. Yeah. But anyways, the great thing about Penny Arcade is I think they actually give a crap about COVID, right? So they, oh, they, mm -hmm. they said like, so being the people that actually work at Penny Arcade, and the people at Readpop said, hey, this is actually really important to us to, to keep everybody safe. Both the people that are going to the convention as well as the people working there. So back in October, they made an announcement saying that they've made a decision. And I actually talked to some people and said that the, the big decision was they got the unions on board, which is huge. That, that PAX Unplugged was going to be a fully vaccinated, fully masked event including all the staff, the convention staff, which was a huge win. And they would be checking everyone's vaccination statuses, and they were going to be making sure that everyone was masked. And let me tell you, actually, like, doing the convention, they had, like, um, they had mask enforcers, right? They're walking around oh, wow. boxes okay. of masks and be like, put that over your nose. Or just like, hey, like, the only time I wasn't asked was, like, I turned around and I took a sip of water. Like, I had to take my mask off to take a sip of water or whatever. And they had designated eating areas. It was really well done. And everybody wow. that, that uh, came in, you walk through and you go to an area. And the first thing you do when you enter the convention center is you had to show your proof of vaccination. When you got that, you got a wristband. Wristband stand up, stayed on you all weekend to show you, you didn't have to like, show your vaccination card again but those wristbands don't really come off so you you got that and then you went to a metal sector and just made sure you were masked and, and it was really safe so when they announced that i went to i went onto the discord the, the nisei discord and i said this seems like a good opportunity for us we should do a booth Oh crap! I'm volunteering for this, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> I'm this now. What have I Everyone's like, "That's a great idea, Dan," and you're like, "Uh oh." So the pre, the, not the previous year, the year before that, because Pax Unplugged was was not a thing in 2020 because of COVID. The year before that, um, I ran a six me and um, internet um, internet's the get the his handle. Um, his name is Alex in the New York C meta. Um, ran a successful. 60 plus person tournament at Pax Unplugged in 2019. So we had a couple contacts. Oh. Talk, and actually, the, the, one of that one of the the tournament organizers there contacted us and was saying, "Hey, we're looking to do events. Do you, do you guys want to do a tournament?" I said, "Yeah, I want to do a tournament, but also I want to do a, a booth. How do I get?" I had registered a couple of weeks, not heard anything back, mm. probably because I just used my own Gmail account. I didn't have like a at Nisei email account because that's not really a thing. Um, but I got in touch with someone, and, and I got the the booth information. And in terms of booth space, it actually was pretty affordable compared to compared to what I was expecting. Mm. Um, so I got the prices of everything, and I we priced it out. And we said, okay, it's going to be this much for some furniture. It's going to be this much for the booth. It's going to be this much for random incidentals, random stuff. Um, so I gave an estimate. It's going to cost about – actually, I think overall – it cost about six thousand dollars for the booth with everything, including oh. the cost of the carts. Um, Not bad. So, so 
I gave that number and I said, I, I told, I told Austin at the time, kind of our money guy and also the, the director of Nisei I said, Hey, it's going to cost about this much money. We think it's going to be, I think it's going to work as long as the COVID stuff is a thing. I think that we should do this. That was the only permission I got. Right? Like, <laughs> all right. Wow. That was the only permission I asked for. All, all right. right. So you, so you, you also walked to him with uh, an expect, uh, rather kind of um, an estimate on how much you were going to sell. How did you come up with that? I had, I had the, the numbers at the times. Uh, um, so the cards, the card numbers, that was a, that was kind of, I was racking my brain around that. I just came to the basic understanding that I wanted, I wanted to sell, a hundred copies of System Gateway. Okay. And you were, I, and fig- you were I figured you were I could that. do, I could do, and I could make, I could do the sales pitch. And I think that there would be enough people. And I've been to Pax Unplugged. I've been to every Pax Unplugged and every Pax East. I've been to a oh, lot of okay. conventions as atten- oh, attendees. So I kind of, okay. I kind of know the traffic patterns of these conventions. And uh, listening to some people, there was a at the keynote, or actually not the keynote, one of the the Friday panels at um, Pax Unplugged this year. They said it's about a seven. It was seventy percent of the attendance of, of the previous year, which actually is really good for COVID numbers and everything. You mean the previous, well, yeah. the previous year they were active, which was twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen, yeah, right, okay. yeah. Um, but the booth, with, but the hall was a little bit smaller too, so it actually felt basically the same. Ooh. But I figured, okay, about a hundred copies. And I kind of talked to some people that had done tax boosts before and were oh. indie developers. So I figured that and then I just I just pulled a number out of thin air for the other stuff. Right. I think we got thirty five copies of system update and twenty seven copies or twenty eight copies of, of both downfall and uprising. Um some of those numbers were skewed a little bit because um we get wholesale pricing on our cards. If you if you are the publisher through, we got everything through drive through cards. And if you're the publisher on drive through cards, you get some bulk discounts. If you the same thing, if you're going to order through make playing cards, they say like, hey, if you get 50 copies, you're going to get this much of a discount. Well, sure. if you're a publisher on drive through cards, you get the same thing. So they said, so I think there was like, if you get over 27 copies of this, you get a you get a discount. So I think we we tried to make it to that. It was the closest. I might have asked for like 25 copies to downfall. Maybe we went to 27 just because it made sense that way. But you, so you got um, you got 20 25 system gateways. Or you got 100 system gateways. I had 100 system gateways. I had I had 30 odd updates, and then 27 of downfall and uprising. Got it. Okay, that was different. And that threshold that ball I hit that out. threshold and those those gateways. I think there was a couple. There was like 20 more gateways that were just the starter packs. Um, I think I got like I think I had like seventy five bundles, which is like the starter pack and the deck building pack, and then I had like a bunch of just like a ton of starter packs, and then like half that amount of deck builders, just in sure. case people like bought a starter and then came back the next day and said, "Hey, I want more cards." Sure. Um, that never happened, by the way. I just we eventually ran out of the the gateway bundles, and we just started opening up the deck builder packs, just bundling them together with the sure. starters wow i mean that's I, awesome pax is really busy so i wouldn't expect a lot of people to be taking their stuff home and opening it and then you know testing it out i mean maybe they would if that was the most exciting thing but a lot so of that, times so that's just really busy well that's a little bit different about this one is there's a huge aspect like the hall was massive only about half of it is expo space the other half is just free play area you can just walk up and sit down because it's, t- it's a full tabletop convention so of course people just want to sit down and play the games that they just picked up oh. they had a big lending library and stuff too but people especially after hours right the expo hall closes at six but everything else is open till midnight so you buy a bunch of games and you go play those games oh sure and um then you crash the next day yeah because you're up too late. <laughs> well, apparently, when they first did the first couple of PAXs out in Seattle, they kind of made that mistake and they didn't put an end date. They were just like, oh, well, or end time. So they had people who just like were gaming overnight. Oh wow! Just like that's a bad idea. Like yeah. we have to we have to kick people out at midnight. Yeah, I mean, also, um, you, you I, this is kind of a weird thing, but the, I went to PAX two times back in around 2010, and the second time I mm-hmm. went um, was the swine flu year, and a bunch of people got the swine flu, <laughs> including me, and, like, oh, no. part of it is you're not sleeping well because it's a convention, right, so you're staying up super late, and so right. especially when you're worried about you're pandemic drinking. conditions, you don't want people, yeah. you know, not sleeping at all, otherwise they're much more likely to get sick. 
And actually, you just reminded me. I completely like forgot that Friday, like Friday afternoon around like four o'clock, I was feeling like trash because oh, I didn't no. sleep well. I had driven up, I had set up the booth, then I went to a, uh, an industry event, and I drank too much because they gave me free drink tickets. Oh no! And and that was a problem. So I I come in and it's just like I was getting like around four o'clock, I was getting like heat flashes and like I was trying to run a demo, and I was just like I need. Uh, Hold on, time out, back up. I'll I'll sell cards. Someone else run this demo because I am oh, not no. feeling good. Oh, um but then like here's a here's a good tip. Go to a convention and don't drink and you'll feel great. <laughs> also, <laughs> go to a, if you go to a convention and wear a mask, almost nobody gets concrud. Gets what? On crud. Like con you know, like, con crud. like like swine flu. Oh, you know, like because right, everyone's masked. No one gets no one gets sick. That's helpful. Right? Yeah. We should just wear masks all the time. What this is amazing. Mm. How long has this technology mm. been around? We're living in the future. Mm. That's great. All right, so um, so you went there. Your primary objective at PAX. It's a tabletop gaming convention. You know that the you know that the the land is ripe, and all you need to do is just put a sprinkle of netrunner cards on it, and plants will grow out the wazoo here so uh so, so you knew that there's a lot of people that are excited well not even excited for this but once they see it they'd be excited uh that's right. and that's, that's great. great you're trying to get people re-excited about this get new people into it um netrunner is kind of strange in that uh like the people who have played it are like really into it and they're like this is yeah. like this is really good and they'll go really great lengths to try to convince their friends to play with them <laughs> or, or just be like right. this game's amazing you've got to try it uh right. so you were so you were um so you're trying you're trying to just like revitalize a little bit, get more mm -hmm. attention around it. And at the same time, you're selling product that's awesome. And then you also decided you wanted to run a tournament at the same time. Tell me about that. That's right. So um, the Northeast community um, is full. Honestly, it's full of a bunch of sharks. And I knew that if I was going to be running a booth at, at Nisa at uh, Pax Unplugged, I definitely wanted to run a tournament as well because. Um, I wanted to like follow up on on the success of 2019. We had a 60 person tournament in 2019. It was our um, we called it fake Nats because Nationals was out in the West Coast. And um, at first, I was a little salty about that. Um, but after a while, it was just like, okay, I want to run something for my friends. I want to big run a big tournament out for my friends for the people that can't fly out to the west coast sure. so we did that so i figured okay let's 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 follow that up with another tournament it wasn't gonna be as big honestly i got some people to help me i got um i got um internet again i got alex to help me with the, with the tournament and i got um uh orbital uh tangent who it runs mm. the runs uh off the grid um unfortunately he had to fly out friday night because he couldn't get the day off of work and oh. Um, it snowed, so his flight got canceled. So he actually didn't end up coming, which was a huge disappointment. Oh, no. Mostly, mostly the disappointment is I just wanted to see him, right? Sure. Like we 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 were fine with, on the tournament front. Um, but I had a couple of expert TOs helping me organize and run run it, which is which is wonderful, allowing me to just focus solely on the the booth sure but the tournament we had we had two tournaments we figured that there's going to be a lot of people that are new and we wanted to run a start a startup tournament some sort of startup event we'll talk about that in a second and then we wanted to run a standard event for people that want that have the full card pool um a lot of the people in the northeast community for one reason or another couldn't make it so this the standard event was uh i think eight or nine players um and we just ran a store champ kit it wasn't anything super glamorous um but i did shower them with other prizes as well including getting a a special uh boomerang alt art commissioned um by atomicran or uh justin um out in the bay area um so we got a cool boomerang that can only be done, uh acquired if you came to pax unplugged or if you're oh. friends with me and I, I have a couple of copies left over oh, um but we also had a startup event and we were trying to figure out how we want to run it because i actually didn't want it to be I didn't want to be anxiety inducing, right? Going to a tournament for the first time, startup startup event. Yeah. So instead of doing a tournament, we just said it's gonna be a drop in, drop out, infinite Swiss, we called it. Okay. Where you could start you could drop in at noon when it started and you no deck list submitted and we'll just pair you up. And if you come in at four and wanted to play a game of Netrunner, 
just come in and we'll we'll add you to the to the to the list and we handed we did like a ticket system you play a game basically uh a pair of, of opponents got four tickets in front of them and you got one ticket for playing in the playing in the round so if just playing the round got you a single ticket and then if you won one of your games you got another ticket okay. so if you sweep you get three if you split you each get two okay. um and we had prizes set up so we had a little prize table and we said okay basic alt arts if you wanted to get um we had these the startup alt arts um so we had jailbreaks and send a message and the uh the double-sided IDs of Tau, Zaya, PD, and I forget the Wayland ID from Gateway, but the, the Wayland gate, uh, Gateway ID, um, full bleed alts, as well as a bunch of other alt arts that I have collected, um, basically for three points. Some of the more rare ones were six points, and then for nine points, you could get a Nisei T-shirt, you could get a play mat, you could get some oh, nice. some other other fancy stuff. So that was a way for people to like kind of pick and choose what they wanted to win. But also, like if you did win a lot of games, you got a lot of prizes. But if you just played a bunch of games, you also were able to get some prizes. Sure. And I think it, it it went super successfully. Like what Nisei is learning more and more is that startup, which was kind of a last minute decision to even make um, when Gateway was coming out, um, was like such a massive success and so many players that we are too intimidated by standard really liking startup in a way to just come in play some games not be super intimidated and um we'll see how it goes when the next when borealis comes out but yeah um, it's gonna be exciting i was super impressed by the gateway experience uh i thought i thought like the like especially that it was tiered and then it kind of transitioned into startup. I mean, mm -hmm. it, it was fantastic, right? I hadn't been playing in a couple of years. Uh, and so it's like, uh, you know, I don't really, I don't really know what these are. So it just gives a really, really nice way to ease into the game. Uh, and it was balanced out really nicely. I mean, we talked about it for like two episodes straight. So, so, so we had a ton of people come to the booth. It was just like, I haven't played. I, I, I'm vaguely aware of what Nisei is doing. What do I need to get caught up? I was just like, okay, here's here's our first set. We had Downfall and Uprising. We have System Gateway. And if you want, here's Update as well. So Update is good. But a lot of people had full collections. They're just mm -hmm. like, so I was like, you don't even need Update. Don't worry about that. If you want it, it has all new all like all new arts as our 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 full new templates and and new wording on some stuff. But it's the same cards. So if you have a if you have the the original core set, you already have Corroder. You don't need another one. Sure, but you can pick it up. But a lot of people were just like, oh yeah, give me the bundle. Give me everything. Sure. Like, yeah. So so you said that you basically oh, yeah. you 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 um put together a bundle in case this is a <laughs> last minute idea. What if everybody what if somebody just wants to buy everything? Here you go. Boom. And it was super popular. I think almost everybody every copy of like Downfall and Uprising was in one of those bundles. I think wow, very few people I think there was a couple of people that bought Downfall and Uprising on their own, but I think of the 27, I think 23, 23 or 24 of those were like part of a $150 get everything bundle. Sure. How many people bought like just the starter um just the starter versus everything? Um there were some people that did the demo and just wanted to, to dip their toes in. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I think we sold like ten or twelve of those total, if I if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, not a ton, but more than actually I was expecting after the first day. Um, I think some people just like played it, liked it, and gateway on its own. That's a fun experience if you want it on your on your game shelf. Right. You know, two player game. You're gonna play it three times a year. Standalone. Honestly. Game. Honestly, that's yeah. as a standalone game is probably fine. Yeah, totally. Um, but with the uh, but there's always the option of, hey, go go buy the deck builder pack later, sure. right? There's no there's no reason why. It's not like they're missing out on anything. So I play a lot of I play a lot of card games, and one of the things that I really liked about the whole the way that they organize startup is there are a lot of games, a lot of you know CCGs, for example, you just buy the starter kit for. Like I don't really want to play your game for six years. I just I want. I think the mechanics are interesting, and it's something to pull out every once in a while. And I think every CCG right needs to uh, needs to plan for that 
um, because people are going to be interested in that. And sometimes people are going to be a little bit more cautious about jumping into a CCG, especially CCG players, because <laughs> they, they, they know they know how deep it is, uh, you know, and then um, and sometimes Not you don't have time to play all the time, right? You only get a couple games in a year with one friend who, you know, likes playing the game. And then, you know, when you finally do get bored, then you can start folding additional cards in and have a great time. But you can one of the things I loved about LCGs to begin with that got me into the very first Netrunner was that it was like you could kind of do it at your own pace, or at least the way I was approaching it, because I just played mm -hmm. with one person to begin with. Um, I didn't really get into the whole meta. Right. And then that's another goal that we were coming into it with is like, let's not, tr I'm not trying to sell 100 people on a new lifestyle game. Right. right. Although, like, I got four, like, forty-ish people to join the GLC Discord. Wow! Usually, if you join a Discord for a game, you're kind of like, you're not just dipping your toes in, right? You're at least like, you're going up to your waist, right? Sure, sure. Um, good analogy. There's, there's a good amount, and it, the game is complex enough that like joining a Discord is good. To, like, okay, I wanna, I wanna play this game more than just the starter decks. I wanna start deck building. So knowing that, like, oh, I can just join this Discord and someone can make decks for me, is a very nice, uh, a nice way for people to to go about that. Um, and yeah, just and like how, having yeah. Gate, system gateway is like a netrunner as a board game, right? right. You're just like, in a box. This is it. You can just play. Mm -hmm. Like you don't need to worry about decks. You don't need to worry about. Netrunner DB or tournaments or Discord or Slack. Yes. And it has like a meta it has like baby deck building built in too. There's like here's like a few extra cards that you can choose to kind right. of specialize right. towards, which is really fun. Right. Give them a taste of the actual uh the real mm -hmm. game. So I what I was really uh impressed with like PAX PAX itself was like super like really busy and we had a, a like i had someone come up to the, um actually so before the convention a couple weeks ago the pax organizer sent me a an email just like hey check out the spreadsheet here's a list of like 200 media here's everyone that has a media badge at pax and their Ooh, email okay. address so i was able to send out an email address to the people that i thought were applicable and by that i mean there were some people that were more like rpg like just rpg D, &D um podcasters and things like that was just like I'm not gonna waste their time right mm -hmm. that doesn't seem like a professional thing to do but anyone that had any any sort of like relation to board gaming or card gaming i sent them an email just say hey come check out the booth either set up an appointment with me some of them actually set up appointments other people just stop by the booth um so i got a lot of people that were just like you know one person brought their video camera we had like a an actual interview set up it was pretty wow. sweet to actually have all the like real coverage and even if the coverage is just like someone making a tweet about it like that that's still you know all of nisei's marketing is all word of mouth right so sure, yeah. yeah like someone else start talking about it um a lot of a lot of actually like okay like i'm gonna put on my boomer hat for a bit but like what the heck is with tiktok these days like i didn't know board game tiktok was a thing apparently it's a huge thing right what i'm 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 doing research right i'm, I'm trying to get my marketing marketing uh uh, muscles built up so i do some research i go in the pax unplugged twitter um hashtag and i see some people and they're just like you know they i i they're talking about pax unplugged and some of them i, I i've heard about before and i'm researching them and i i send them a tweet saying hey come check out the booth and they're excited about it I'm like okay cool they have like 2,000 twitter followers that's pretty sweet that's pretty sweet and i and i look on like they're just like oh I'm a I'm a board game TikToker. It's like, what the heck does that even mean? I don't even know. What Let me check TikTok? their TikTok profile. They have a hundred thousand TikTok followers. Another person has three hundred thousand. Oh. Another one has like seventy thousand. And it's just like, oh no, oh no, I, I'm not I, I'm not in with it anymore. So I downloaded TikTok. That moral of the story is I downloaded TikTok, and now I'm now I'm only only for board game. Wow, I didn't even One know there was a board, board game, game TikTok. I mean, I guess that makes sense. My wife does TikTok yeah. and I don't, so I, you know, catch over her shoulder a little bit. Yeah, and my yeah, wife yeah. Is, the same, is the same way. So it's just like, yeah. what is this strange devilry you watch? It's just kind of <laughs> annoying because it's like so much of, I guess the way I use my phone is just like, I just want to keep it on mute as much as possible. So it's just like, oh, there's this video. 
I don't want to put the I have to put the volume up and then yeah. I I'm, I just sound like an old man right now, but that's that's just me. It, I always wondered how like media was going to make that break into audio videos because I think in general people really don't want to listen to it, but all of the TikToks I've seen have like made it worth it. I guess if there's mm. no better way to put it, like music is a really big part of a lot of them. Yeah. I notice. Yeah. Well, what, what's, really interesting. yeah, and there's some like background music, but I think the main thing with board gaming specifically is someone can do a pitch and just like, here's a cool two player card game and do the pitch in a minute. Sure. They can't do the rules, right? This is not watch it played or shut up and sit down review or whatever. That's going to take half an hour to explain all the rules. This is just like, hey, and this doesn't happen yet, right? But it, someone could go on and say, hacker versus corporation messed up the corporation's plans by breaking into their servers, builds up your rig, corporation trying to trying to realize their goals before the cor- before the runner hacks in and, and messes everything up. Exposes them. Right. Clone retirement. It's actually bad. Right. But you don't and that could, that can hook somebody. Yep. Definitely. Talk we'll talk about the rules later, right? Yeah. Sure. yeah. Two player card game, LCG model, you don't need to buy random packs. Oh, by the way, free to play, print and play. Go on Nisa, get the cards for free, go on JNet, play online. Sure. I mean, it definitely helps. Like, it's one thing to have something that's like, hey, this is free to play. And you're like, all right, it's one of those free to plays. I get it, right? But then to also kind of have the other side of it, you go, I mean, it is free to play. But look, we have like True Brew, legit art printed, mm-hmm. everything. We've got all of our own graphic design and everything. everything. I mean, it's yeah. a real card game. And it's and it's free to play, so you get the like the whole spectrum. And say like, wow, you're a real authoritarian, uh, full complete package deal here, and you're free to play. That that gives a lot more credibility to the free to play. It was it was yeah. really nice at PAX because we were actually at a corner space and we were in a a major thoroughfare actually, so a lot of people walking by. So at the corner of the booth, I had a, a standing table. Actually, it was like a a, a shelf that I had I had a I had covered, but. Uh, basically a standing table and it had on it laid out all the system gateway cards and then it had our business card it had a had a flyer to to uh, nisei's website um but the idea being come up look at the cards and then the first thing out of my mouth was nisei is a non-profit gaming co-op that is dedicated to making like continuing netrunner the card game Sure. So the first thing out of my mouth is not like I'm gonna sell things to you. It's just like we are not making money off. We are not making a profit off of this. We're all volunteers. Sure. And the that and that's just like and that just wants people to listen more, right? Sure. Like, Have you heard about Netrunner? Oh, I've heard about Netrunner, but I don't know about Nisei. Cool. Let me tell you about Nisei. Have you heard about Netrunner? At all? No. Okay. Let me t- let me talk to you about about cyberpunk, right? Just as yes. a genre. Sure. I actually, um, so after I got into Netrunner, I got the book, The The Worlds of Android by Fantasy yep. Flight. And like, mm-hmm. man, I, I was, I was so impressed by just like how much thought went into, like a lot of these things are just barely mentioned in the game, you know, and they're just like, oh, you know, it's yeah. just the Beanstalk. And then you're like, yeah, everybody knows about that. And then you're like, no, this is like a thing and this is how it works. And this is why it works. And this is the material. It's, design a, it's definitely like a labor, somebody's labor of love of just like, this is a cyberpunk world that they want to get into. And, so, and, and it's really cool. Actually like Bravo for the, the lore designers and the world designers of Android, the setting. But I think it's one of the more, more compelling cyberpunk settings because it doesn't like, it's not super like, it's not, overtly sexualized or like major amounts of violence or there's a lot of stuff in other cyberpunk stuff um i mean like cyberpunk 2077 is a good example of that i I think that that was very overly sexualized for for the sake Mm -hmm. of the of the setting um and and that could turn some people off and and that's not really the message that they wanted to convey in android and and some of the conflicts in android is 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 a lot different than in other cyberpunk genre things um and i think that i think the setting and now with nisei 
it is our own world, but I feel like it's almost like a, it's not Android, but it's not not Android, right? It's it's, it's all the same themes, but sure. it's not the same exact world. Um, sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's... not a full on. Go ahead, Nate. No, no, you go. I'm just gonna say it's not a full on dystopia. You know, there there's like some right. there's kind some of hope. like. Yeah, there's some hope there. So uh, that's what I always liked about Android too. It's like it's it's realistic in, in certain aspects. It's a little fantastical, but there, mm -hmm. there's a lot of gray. But you know, you can become who you actually are. You can, right. you know, fight for whatever cause you want. I think one of the things that that Fantasy Flight did not do that does does not do well with Android, and, and because of the Netrunner game, Android Netrunner, you know, that game that we play or we yes. used to play. Um, I think that some of the designers, some of the lore people, they wanted to be like, oh, but Corpse could be the good guys too. Just like, no, man. Like, listen, like, look in the mirror. <laughs> like, put the worlds yeah. in the mirror for a second. The Corpse aren't the good guys. Like, there nope. could be people that are working for the Corpse that are the good guys, right? But um, as a whole, why don't we just lean into the fact that they're bad, right? Because they are. And it's fine. It's fine that they're bad. It's okay to have Corpse being the bad guys. Let's just lean into that. Interesting. But I think because one of the like in a two-player game one of you is going to be playing the corporation for you to say as someone publishing the game hey you're going to play the bad guy yeah you're going to play and, the, and your win condition is to is geothermal fracking <laughs> sure yikes yep. right sure but, I, I actually i always sold it to my friends is that way like uh and that's very appealing it's much more appealing than you get to play as like some neutral you know whatever it's like no right. you're the bad guy you're the antagonist. You're trying to kill the runner if they break into your stuff, you know? Oh, man. The, the eyes. It's so. Speaking of killing the runner, teaching teaching new players, the players that haven't heard about Netrunner before, the rules of the game, and them getting two or three turns into it, and then somebody resing a piece of ice and says, What does net damage mean? I talk about, okay, uh, hey, there's, yes. there's damage, and it's like, they're like, Oh, discard your card. And then I say, And if you can't take the damage, you are dead. And they, their eyes open, and the corporation's eyes open, and they're just like, "Oh," and they, and it's just like, and that gets so many, that gets so many people. Really? That pulls that pulls them in of just like because they yeah, didn't agenda, know the corporate agenda points. Yeah, because I think some of it is like the Euro game aspect of just like you're getting the most points to win the game, oh, right? Which is which is not exactly what it is, but it feels very similar. But as soon as you said like. You oh, you've, you've, you've run too hard, you die. And they're just like, <laughs> heck yeah. Like, that's sweet, right? I actually had a friend um, who played a lot of MTG, and I got him to play with me, and he, like, ran into a snare on, like, turn two and died. And then I was like, yeah, you know, that happens sometimes. You die to a snare. Like, just don't run so aggressive. He's like, why would the game allow me to die on turn two? And I was like because you didn't have any cards and he's like that's ridiculous like i should not lose before turn five and i was like i don't understand why you think that but i hadn't really mm -hmm. played a lot of like magic the gathering which in that case it makes a lot of sense right 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 but netrunner is, is, is very different yeah. i think snare is that card though right, right. And i think it's really important to tell people that it's just like you don't really need to be afraid of cards like snare you just need to be afraid of snare sure <laughs> right like there's no other cards that are just like oh you shouldn't run before turn three with two cards in grip or what it's just like no if you think that the corporation is going to be running the genteki trap asset snare do not run without two cards in your grip that's sure. it that's the only rule it's not like there's not there's not a lot of those types of rules but now you know I mean, traps. <laughs> it's really, it's really important to the game. Like, it's a different game when you say you're trying to get points, but if you are reckless, you can get punished. And like, I, that was super appealing to me in a game where it mm -hmm. goes, okay, cool. So that means normally I want to be conservative, but also when I when I hear that, I hear also there is a time where I can kind of like power boost myself to be a little reckless if necessary. Uh, and I've always kind of. I've always kind of believed one of the coolest things about Netrunner that I think really every game should do, but Netrunner does it really well, is generally it's pretty easy to tell when as the runner it's time for you to go all in. Uh, and that's a really important part of game design is like the worst feeling in the world is you don't and you hold your cards back and then you lose right before you go all in and you didn't get your chance to really 
to go for it. And I think if people go all in and they don't win, they're like, that's fair. I lost, you know, but at least right. I got my shot. I mean, there's always that time when you just like say, okay, well, I guess, I guess I'm just going to let Data Raven fire forever. I'm just yep. going to try to win before they, before they profile target or boom me, right? Like that's yep. just, a, that's just a thing that's, that happens since the original core set is, oh, if I win before they scorch me, it's fine. So Data Raven, <laughs> the David Raven sub set, the, that card says pay for, do nothing. <laughs> if I can score before the, before I yep. lose. <laughs> right. Maker's eye, maker's eye. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and then you, and then you see like two squirt uh scorches at the top of their deck. Oh man. Actually one of my favorite things about playing Netrunner is when people run your R and D and they look at the card and you watch their face and you're like, Oh yeah, I know what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that weird piece of ice I included that nobody knows and he has to stop and read mm-hmm. it. I already know yeah. what it is. Yep, yep. Or it's like it's it's the worst when like you see a boom and she's like, Yeah, I'm gonna trash that and then you realize that like five terms ago turns ago you saw an archive memories. You were it's just like, like, Oh oh no. <laughs> There's like, nothing I can They balanced the boom by putting a trash cost on it. Oh wait, that doesn't matter at all. All right. I mean, Sounds then you good. slammed out. Then you slammed out an imp and just yolo run into HQ a couple times, yeah. hoping you can, hoping you can I hit it. it. <laughs> um, but the, so so actually, like getting back to to some of the demo games at, at PAX Unplugged, um, I think the game the designers of System Gate we did a really good job of of allowing that sort of reckless gameplay with with a trap. Right, you have Urtica Cipher in there, mm-hmm. an advanceable trap. But most of the ice, like there's no archers in in gateway. There's no there's nothing that's there's no Ichi one point There's no uh, there's no roto turrets. There's nothing like that that's going to be like super devastating. The yeah. worst thing is Karuna does two damage, and if you're really reckless, you can do four damage if you yep. if if you hit that in your face. The the most like the ice you don't want to see is Bran, but that just ends the run, right? Bran, like Bran's it's pretty yeah. scary. It's pretty rough, but that's fine. So I think it it gives a good entry point, but then you get into you get into startup, and then there's snares and archers and and all that fun stuff. Well, and they also, I mean, they, so they they did have kind of less less about the ice is going to get you, and more about uh, you've got Urtica and you've got Clearinghouse, uh, and you've got you do have Clearinghouse. Not that... not in the not in the starter decks though. Clearinghouse is not in the in the the dual decks. That's. Hmm. It's in the good. deck building half. That's probably yeah, it's the, good. It's in the deck building Alternate part. Alternate yeah. yeah. usually, When I was teaching the game, I was like, hey, there are advanceable traps. In fact, here's what it is. Just to let you know. I actually uh, explicitly mentioned that when I'm teaching people. I say, just Feels so bad. you know, I'm advancing agendas, but also there's this card that is kind of like a like the more the, the bigger you let it get, the more dangerous it becomes. So you need to be aware mm. of that as well. Yeah. I mean... If it's a double advanced card, run with four cards and you're good. It'll be painful. Sure. You might face check the most painful face check of Wayland Ice, Pharaohs. Oh, right. no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> this isn't, wait, this isn't even a good ice. Oh, no. Man. All right, great. Well, Dan, anything else you want to, uh, anything else you want to kind of give us before we wrap up here? Um, I do want to do a big shout. I don't know exactly when this is going to go live, but doing a big shout out for so Pax Unplugged was super successful, right? And it really opened the eyes of a lot of people at Nisei that just conventions as a way to spread the message is like mm-hmm. such a great return on investment. We pretty much were. I, I kept on joking that we're we're credit perfect on on Pax Unplugged. We basically <laughs> made our made That's our awesome. money back. Um, but we didn't make any money, which is where you want to be as a nonprofit, right? We like I just wanted to make enough money that we could get cards into people's hands, show it off to a bunch of people. It'd be great. Um, but like now we're gonna look into things like Gen Con and uh, UK Games Expo and PAX East and PAX West and that sort of thing. And I can't run them all, but I am looking to I'm gonna be applying to the marketing role that Nisei has because if you go on Nisei.net right now, this is a big shout out. Um, we are doing a lot of recruiting. So if you are someone that wants to be part of Nisei, um, definitely apply for some of those roles, including the set after Borealis, 
is going to be entering playtesting soon, and I believe we're doing a call out to playtesters. So if you are interested in kind of the next set after after Borealis, that's going to be starting because I'm pretty sure that that Borealis, the first and second half is pretty solid on playtesting now. So if you want to be part of um, Say definitely apply to either be a playtester or one of the roles that are on the website right now. Right, playtesting playtesting is really important, so everyone should do it. Oh yeah, everyone go be a playtester. <laughs> and if you don't want to be the, so I don't playtest. Right, I actually don't like to be spoiled on cards. So I like to see it when when the rest of the community sees them. But there's also playtesting for the standard the uh, standard ban list. So you can join the playtester server and just play test list stuff, which is just standard with extra rules attached, right? Hey, is this finally the time that we can unban crowdfunding? The answer is no. Um, but here's the reasons <laughs> why. Can we, right? Um, oh, no. Oh, but, there, but that's that's the sort of things that get tested, right? It's just like, should we unban this card? Do we ban this card? What's What things are seeing play right now in the competitive environment that, that maybe are not good for the game? What's the reason behind this? That sort of, that's the reason why like PE got, got shifted off the ban list, but now we have things like... Uh, they shifted on the ban list, but then Kakugo and Shipment from Tenon and things got pulled off. Sure. It's because the ban list team did that. So if you're looking to, to be um, the playtest of that... Um, wonderful as well whole separate group of people that sounds very useful it is it yeah. is but just in general um if you have you know i don't even know how to get in contact with me i guess uh what is my twitter handle don't you have a website I'll a, I'll, i mean you can just actually my email is on nearthub.net so um if you go nearthub down at the bottom is linked to my personal email that also has um basically i just say hey if you have any suggestions, anything else that you want to see on the site, send me an email. But also, if you just have any, any questions about New Earth Hub or Altarts or, you know, what we're doing with, with Nisei, you can either send that to my email or uh, I underscore Dan Bouchard on Twitter. So if you just uh, want to send me a quick message or Dan B on any sort of platform like Slack, Discord, um, JNet. Jump in a JNet game and say, "Hey Dan, I have a question." Stop you play on JNet. I do that occasionally oh, no. to people. But you're so you're going to have to play a game against me, but <laughs> um, actually, so another shout out: the GLC Discord is running a Eternal um, League right now. So it's just drop in, you get one game a week or one round a week, play some Eternal games. I played my first round this week, and it was so much fun to play Haley again. I lost, but it was really fun. I realized I was playing against uh, Ag Infusion, and for some reason, I just didn't include a levy in my deck. Did you know in Eternal, you can just put levies in your deck? It's great. You should do it. It's like cards don't even matter anymore unless yes. you want them to. On the other hand, I also played Scorpios, and man, that that game, that ID is so much fun. It's so busted. <sighs> yeah. Just yeah. to get a little insight into the type of person that I am. <laughs> I'm a I'm a direct person. I, I when Scorpios kills things, they stay dead. Yeah, it's just like, hey, those parasites I RFG those. Paperclip, get that out of here. Medium, go away. Doesn't doesn't Scorpios also um if when they play a card, it's considered discarded, so you can also remove uh it? events. Events. Uh, right. So, so, so yeah, if so if you like prepaid, you can just like completely shut it down. Uh, the the bigger the bigger thing is account siphon spam. So if you have like oh. a, a account oh, siphon, we're playing eternal, right, right, right. Yeah. You you account siphon with same old thing. It's just like no, you get to play three account siphons and that's it. Like get get out of here with with more of those. <laughs> um, of course, it's actually six because they can play diversions fun. So it's actually like not as good. Oh but wow, it's still it's still pretty fun. Um, that's awesome. So anyways. I'm not selling it well because I'm telling people that I'm playing Scorpios. I think you I think you are selling it well because you're selling it to people who want to play Scorpios, which are the type of people that play Eternal. They're like, know, right? I'm yeah, gonna yeah. be the Gator. Yeah, yeah. Well, come join the Eternal League. Like it's just it's just fun to play that. And then obviously, like we had a super Nisei had a super successful Ram tournament yesterday. 
um, to date when we were recording this, the first uh, random access to memories tournament. Like that, that's sweet as well. So I'm yeah. just rambling about Netrunner stuff for now. Oh man, oh, that's well, all good, dude. Ram was really good. Yeah, thanks for joining us, and we'll make yeah. sure to post everything in the uh, show notes. So if everybody could find all the, the advertisement for the Nisei Volunteers and uh, information on the uh, Eternal League. And uh, Ram, I think it's uh, two more two weeks from now, after Christmas, I believe, and mm-hmm. beginning of the new year, they'll have another round with a whole new card pool. So that's exciting. And so one thing I didn't realize is that the way that Lost Geek has the website set up is that the packs are random. But next time, the ones that were picked this time are not going to be in the next time. Oh, okay. So ne- I did not know that. Wow. I didn't either. Because that was the weird thing, is that this this first round, there was not a single hedge fund or sure gamble in sight. So next time, more likely that that's going to happen. Wow. Oh, that's really fantastic. Well, cool. Well, thanks for joining us again and, and uh, giving us the inside scoop on PAX. And thanks yeah. for all you do. Good to be here. I'm glad. I'm glad that uh, that packs went really well. It's really exciting to hear that uh, that things are picking up steam. That's more than you expected to. That's fantastic. Oh yeah, it was great. Cool. All right, Dan. Well, thanks so much for having us, and uh, we'll be seeing you around, man. Yeah, definitely. All right, All right. take care. All right. Take care. Night.